Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. TSL. Live, local, and on your radio from the Budweiser Studios of Cumulus Media Knoxville. This show belongs to you at 656-9900. 656-9900. The sports you need before sunrise is on the air. You're inside the starting lineup with Tyler Ivins and Will West on 99.1. The Sports Animal. There's probably a lot of you out there who are wondering exactly what day is it. Sometimes when you get caught up in your self-quarantine or perhaps maybe your work, your regular routine, your schedule's a little off, leave us to take care of it. We'll do everything you need on this end. Your at-home edition of the starting lineup on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Hi, Tuesday morning. It is March 31st. Hard to believe that it is already the final day. Of the month of March, tomorrow is going to be April, but uh, there's still a lot more on everybody's minds as we start trucking along and trying to reach the finish line of what is this COVID-19 pandemic. Tyler Ivins, Will West, 656-9900, 1-866-656-9900. A lot for us to get into today, including the NCAA with a huge announcement, especially for a lot of spring sports seniors. We'll get into that as well as the NBA absolutely determined to crown a champion in 2020. And it's going to be interesting to find out some of the gymnastics scheduling wise that the league is going to be taking to determine who that grand champion is going to be. My co-host at his home office this morning. Good morning to you, Will West for a Tuesday. And uh, I have to say, man, uh, Yesterday, uh, just doing manual labor around the yard, which included painting my shutters, it was, uh, I don't like doing it. It wasn't one of the things that I like doing, and I will tell you, even though it was to kill the time, when I got in, I decided I was going to do something that uh, was not on the schedule that I announced yesterday when we were leaving the airwaves. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be proud of me or if you're going to be frustrated with me because I've delayed more viewings of Winter Soldier of the MCU Universe. Are you ready for this? Okay. I watched Tiger King yesterday. Nice. No. No. Yes. No, and I want to know. No, 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 no. Who do I contact about getting my time back for the garbage that I watched yesterday? What episode? And uh, dang it, I got a receipt. And I want my I want well, it back. Okay, you you watch Jets, Knicks, Mets, Islanders games on the regular. You've watched the same last decade of Tennessee football that I have. So you've been you've had your time wasted by far worse things. What episode did you get to? What? Okay, well, oh, as, as as Will pointed out, and as no, 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 I, as no, I saw no, last no, night. No, 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 no. At the very, very, very end of episode two, stuff gets real, and so I, I, I'm hooked real. now. Will I'm hooked. It, it gets very real. There's Wait a, a reason literally everyone's doing this, right? Okay, I'm not going to spoil it for all the people out there who were like me yesterday, who said no, I'm not going to do it, and they stay on the other side of the line. But I got a guy who's got no teeth, 
All right, I got a guy who thinks he's a country star. I got, I get, you know, no, I don't. Look, at least, I guess there is a little bit of unpredictability. You brought up all those examples of watching garbage products, sports-wise, but at least there's still a little bit of suspense. And I know what you're saying. Things get real after episode two. I hear what you're saying, and I know I'm gonna end up walking into episode two today. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just, guys, I don't, I don't feel uncomfortable watching some of those sports. No, that's not true. I feel uncomfortable watching the Knicks sometimes. Because it's just like, like, I know that shot's not going in. Why are you taking that shot? Uh, But watching this kind of garbage and seeing the advertisements on social media for the fake products already, the socks with Joe Exotic's face on it, like how much, is this guy making any money off this stuff? And if he isn't, why is he not contacting the proper authorities or getting a lot of these copyright people to kick the door and be like, uh-uh, shut that garbage down right now? Yeah, it's uh, j- just what get to the end of episode two. You know what I mean? It's it's just get to the end of episode two. That's all I want to tell you. Am I allowed so, to am I allowed to bring us back from break for the remainder of the show today saying it's the starting lineup on 99.1. What's up, all you cool cats and kittens? Yeah, I think you all shows need to. Uh, no, no. Now we we don't recognize Carol whatsoever. So just so everyone knows, uh, we don't recognize anything that Carol does. I am not about anything that she does. Remember what was it? Logan Mankins and uh, and Aaron Hernandez. I'm not about anything that guy's about. I'm not anything about that that Carol's about. But uh, we can bump back with Joe Exotics. I saw a tiger. If you want to, <laughs> I'm good. So, <laughs> and I swear to you, tiger saw man. If, if they have, I, I, I'm telling you right now on Tyler's Tuesday tunes, that garbage will not be played. That garbage will not be played. And I just, you know, I, his the eyebrow ring really affects me. Like, how does he see without that thing hanging over his vision? Like, that doesn't seem like it's safe to drive. Uh, the guy is. Uh, He's addicted to, to meth. Like, I just, there's just some things about his life. I don't care how cool a tiger is. I don't care that this entire time I could own a tiger for $1,000. I just know that the show right now is, I feel like that it's a real time waster at a time where the time could be distributed in other areas of my well, life. Well, so here's the thing. People have free time, and they're not used to the free time. They don't know, don't know what to do to, for the free time. And one thing that sports does can, in the era of social media is that we have things that we can watch together. And the whole country and the whole world can be watching the same thing and comment on the same thing, and it's kind of a sense of community to have while you're doing this. The, the, you, there is nothing like that out there right now for people at a time when they're at home and they're not used to being at home. So it also was an escape for people during this time when, you know, especially if you live in larger markets, it's a scary situation, scary proposition. A lot of people have lost their jobs recently. Yeah. Um, but but also just get to at the end of episode two like we told you yesterday. <laughs> just get to the end of episode two. That's all I'm telling you. I just, you know, just, just promise me this. If I do do this, all right, I did do do on the air, okay? If I do this on the air and I come back, and I watch a second episode today. Do you promise me I'll be hooked? Uh, I don't know if you'll be hooked. How... You'll under, the story will start. And right now, it's setting up the characters. I think you probably have to get to episode into episode three a little bit to be hooked to see what this is about. But there's a reason. Literally, everybody's doing this right now. And the 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 portion of the audience that has heard this is like, I haven't just watched the end of it to the end of episode two. I haven't just watched the end of episode two. 
that's just that's just where we're at. It also gives you uh, I don't know it's a it's a chance to get a peek in on what everybody's doing during this time. And again, like I said yesterday, twenty five years from now, you're going to wish that you would you would you don't want to be the one person that said I didn't watch this when the grandkids asked about this thing. This is a cultural phenomenon right now a little bit. This Although I will gonna... tell you, everybody did that with that Bird Box movie at Christmas, and I just couldn't do it. I I couldn't get past the fact that nothing happened. So you're telling me that when this is all said and done, Joe Exotic and Tiger King are going to end up being the number one reason why people are purchasing Netflix, not because of things like Stranger Things, but Netflix is going to be known as the streaming the streaming app or streaming network that is going to be the Tiger Kings, and they're going to be the number one thing that they profit off of. Well, okay, it's like this. It's like World War II when that went down, baseball, right? Like, that was the thing that people had. This is the thing that people have now because we don't have baseball. So you're going to wish that you get, you know what I mean? 25 years from now, you're going to wish that you'd been part of what was going on with this. Also, here's a little spoiler for you. I'm not trying to spoil it for you. A whole lot of people. Polygamy is like the fifth weirdest thing that happens in this show. Gosh. True. And I don't, I mean, it barely cracks the top five. I mean, barely. And you can make arguments. All right. All right. I I will I will do this for Okay, real quick. So you finished it, right, Will? I have not finished it. No, I'm waiting on waiting on Tip to finish the last couple episodes. Uh Chubble or uh, excuse me, Cater, where are you at? I finished episode two last night, then I went to bed. Okay. So you're on this cliffhanger too of hey, you just get two episodes in and you'll love it? I mean at the very I mean I, like a, the story hasn't really, like Will said, they're just setting up the characters right now. But it's just so weird that I'm just like, it's kind of. It, I think this was actually a, a quote from the documentary. It's like a train wreck; you can't look away. I mean, okay, so that, that's so, where I'm at right now. So you want me to be East Tennessee? One of the worst things we do in East Tennessee is we rubberneck too much. We slow down and act like that we're like fixing something on our pant leg, and then no, we no, have no. to like stare yeah, at the car it's accident. The story. It's the story. Just get to the story, because you right. Will... But it's the car accident I can't look away from. That's no, where, I, that's well, where no, I'm no. at right now. But, again, the story's just, I mean, it, it's about to get going for me. So. All right, here, so here's the thing, too. It's not the car accident you can't look away from. It's the five-train pile-up that is 30 <laughs> feet high that you can't look away yeah. from. Where more and more trains keep plowing in to the mass of, of broken-up trains on top of the tracks. And that's you're just standing is. off to the side going, why do you keep running? Yeah, well, why, like, why? They just you keep have... running into it. Why do they keep running into it, but you can't look away from it? That's that. 656 Troy on Twitter this morning just watched the damn show, Tyler. Okay, okay. I will, uh, I will officially put that on things to do today, including finishing up some of the other things around the house. Very determined to have a champion. That's what the NBA said yesterday when trying to get past what is COVID-19 right now. And the NCAA grants an extra season of eligibility for spring athletes. All that more, including a start pitch cut, what is going to be a popular, I'm going to assume, a bracket season based on the text message I got this morning from Eric Kane. I have a feeling today's are going to blow all the other ones out of the water. We'll see what happens coming up at 8.05 today. Plus, we're going to give you an update on what's happening here in East Tennessee when it comes to COVID-19 at 7.15 with Eric Glasgow over at News Talk 98.7. Eric Kane, the man who is an episode ahead of me at Tiger King, he brings you your first update here on 99.1, the Sports Animal. This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. 
The NCAA Division I Council voted Monday to grant an extra year of eligibility to all spring sport student-athletes whose seasons were canceled due to COVID-19. The decision allows schools to expand their rosters beyond the current scholarship limit and will leave it up to the schools to decide whether to grant seniors less or equal financial aid next year compared to what they received this year. Winter sport athletes did not receive another year of eligibility. Tennessee football added its eighth member of the 2021 recruiting class with a commitment from three-star athlete Jalen Wright of Durham, North Carolina. Wright lines up at both in the backfield and a receiver for Southern High and recorded a blistering 6.29 second 55-meter 55 dash, dash back in December in indoor track. And via the New York Post, ESPN is moving up its 10-part Michael Jordan Bulls documentary series Last Dance to April 19th. It's 614. Get a check of the roads with Pete Michaels Traffic. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. All right, TSL continues here for your Tuesday morning. 20s, 30s, 40s club. We want to hear from you this morning. 656-9900. Also 1-866-656-9900. All right, gentlemen, the NCAA. D1 Council voted Monday. This is for Division One to permit an additional season of competition and eligibility to all spring sport athletes who were unable to compete for the 2019-2020 athletic year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Now, gentlemen, the decision, it does not apply to athletes in winter sports like basketball where, quote, all or much of their regular season were completed. That was yesterday by a release from the NCAA in particular. Again, I say that's for Division One athletes who missed out on the spring sports you know baseball and softball only were nine to ten games underway in their season uh track and field hadn't even began their season and, and much of the other spring sports as well uh this is the right move i 100 percent agree with this i have a feeling you guys are there with me on this one as well uh but apparently they already had this pretty much made up i know they had to meet on it but on march 13th gentlemen which feels like a decade ago even though it's only 18 days ago the ncaa tournament was formally canceled and the council deemed it appropriate for athletes in spring sports to regain a year of eligibility. That means you're going to get a lot of those spring sports, but for anybody out there who was hoping for maybe a Lamonte Turner, Jordan Bowden, another season, that seems to be all but out the window. Yeah, it, it does. Now, I will say that I've got I, – I want to see logistically how they deal with this because that's going to be the question. I mean, this is it seems like the NCAA has done the right thing, but uh, never, never, never underestimate the NCAA when it comes to somehow – you know, uh, stealing defeat out of the jaws of victory because yeah. they seem to do that a lot. Uh, because it, th- there are a couple things here. How does this work? What does this mean for incoming freshman players? Um, it also says that they they are they do not have to guarantee the same amount of at the academic support, right, or scholarship support. So yes, they have eligibility to play, but the school is not required to give them a scholarship or the same scholarship or. You know what I mean? That to allow them to have scholarship plus, we we don't know what that looks like right now, and so that'll be interesting to see how they do it. I I would almost suspect that for Title IX purposes, you'll see a lot of women sports athletes that don't get a scholarship, which is and and my concern is this: you're going to see coaches look at this and say, okay, yes, this guy has a scholarship. No, this guy doesn't have a scholarship. Yes, this guy. They, it's a chance to kind of re-recruit your own players and say. No, I'm, yes, you have eligibility, but I'm not giving you a scholarship to play this year, so go somewhere else and play because I've got this freshman that I'd rather have on scholarship, and you've had injuries the last two seasons. That's my concern with what's going on here, or what will go on here. So that'll be what the question kind of is. With it. This was a no-brainer move, I think, 
But the big question is going to be how does the NCAA handle this? How do how do schools how do coaches handle this? Because again, you're they're not forced to give the same amount of academic support or scholarship support to those same players. Right. And immediately, that's the question I ask: is you know they deem this eligible immediately? Like try to explain this to me a little bit more because if you're an athlete who's going to try to stay on campus once the the pandemic ends and you're going to have to provide you know, uh, food and you're having to give flexibility for financial aid when it comes to staying in school for next year. Like a lot of these schools, remember, they're getting a significant uh, loss of funds due to the NCAA tournament not being, you know, taken part somewhere the bottom line is. I'm not saying that it was the tournament in particular that's funding these athletes staying another semester or having more years of eligibility. I'm simply just stating I need a better understanding of where a lot of the stuff is coming from and when will they announce the immediate eligibility for some of these things. Because, you know, they have to address supportive housing and food, do they not? Yeah, no, they, they do. And the, and the other side of it, too, is this. You're going to have to, like, is it the same number of scholarships? Because that was a lot of what sure. those people thought that they would do is say, like, I, I don't know if you saw the SVP thing with Maryland's coach, Maryland's lacrosse coach. They have 12.6 scholarships that they can give out, right? Yeah. So how... Why why not add three more scholarships, or why not say okay, the average team has this many this many seniors. If you have seniors, you can go over the normal scholarship limit and give more money. I think most schools would be in favor of that. Will the NCAA allow that to happen? We've not seen that that is the case. So there there still are a lot of questions here. On the surface, again, it seems like the the NCAA did the no brainer right thing. But let's wait and see that the NCAA doesn't screw this up before we applaud them for not screwing this up quite yet, right? I mean, look, here's the thing. I, I'm i wondering how, like, I was taking a look at what the sports were yesterday that were affected by this decision, and that is baseball, softball, uh, track and field, lacrosse, rowing, men's volleyball, beach volleyball, water polo, tennis, and golf. Uh, I guess the larger discussion here is, how many of these schools are going to have to tap into the NCAA student assistant fund and how many of these schools are just going to simply have to tell some of these, I mean, like you have a decision, right? If you've got maybe a prospect coming in or a highly touted recruit in a freshman class, you know, how do you turn to that fifth year senior or that senior who's been loyal and has gone through maybe some of the injuries and has done what they've needed to do to stay eligible and get their opportunity. I mean, some of these coaches are going to be faced with a tough decision of telling these players, look, I'm going to have to make you a walk-on or I'm about to f- figure out something. I guess the – I hate to use the gymnastics of the, the situation the NCAA has put a lot of spring sports in. I mean, it's good news, but unfortunately there are going to be some stories out there or situations where that means bad news for a lot of people. Yeah, and uh, it, it does. And so that that's why we need – I guess we need further clarification on this with the NCAA of how they're going to handle it. Because, again, there's a Title IX issue. And so if you have X number of men's scholarship athletes, you have to have X number of women's scholarship athletes – and so that's that's something that we're like. I wonder for for beach volleyball, for the you know the women's sports. You know, are, are you going to say yes? I'm bringing in more women's sports so that you could have more men's sports athletes or not? Or are you going to say, hey, men's men's volleyball, that's great, but yes, you have another year of eligibility, but you've had two knee injuries, and this freshman coming in is really highly touted. So, sorry, you're gonna you're gonna. I know you have eligibility, but you're gonna have to go find that eligibility somewhere else. And so, and what does that look like? I mean, are they going to be allowed an instant transfer to or waiver to transfer and play somewhere else? I guess you you can in those sports anyway. So, are you going to have to finish your education up somewhere else? And what what does that look like? 
So th- those are the questions that I have for those sports, and how how does the NCAA handle this? How they dole this out? How does it work with Title IX, which is federal law? And um, will they will they allow a a school to have more scholarships than they normally do in some of these spring sports for men's athletics, especially? Yeah. That that's the thing I want to see the NCAA do next to me. Say. You have three extra scholarships. You have four extra scholar players that you can have on scholarship for next season. That's the hope that I have for the NCAA with this uh, one. Uh, well, quick question. Do you believe this will become more of a burden or a bigger issue than just, hey, congratulations, you have more years of eligibility? Because, look, uh, spring sports financially are not dominant, uh, at least when it comes to bringing in a lot of the money. And do you believe that this could become a bigger issue than just simply saying, hey, we're going to show you a sign of good faith and be like, here's another year of eligibility for you. Because I don't know if a lot of these programs, when it comes to the bottom line of having to support three or four extra you know, athletes or five or six extra athletes, are going to be able to take that on when it comes to the bottom line. Yeah, if they can, they can, and I get that. Um, so I, I do think this is going to become a problem because it's the NCAA. You know what the NCAA does? Create problems for, their, for themselves and their student athletes and their, and their member institutions. So... It's that I, I do think this is going to be more than just yes, you have eligibility because again we still have all of those questions as far as who pay how what how much aid did they get the school is going to be the one that's going to decide does this person get 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 a full scholarship does this person get not a full scholarship do you get your same aid guaranteed what does that look like that's the thing that I think that the NCAA has not given us clarification for so yes I do think this is going to end up being a problem uh, for NBA fans out there wondering how the season is going to come to an end, and, and how many different playoff formats are in hand right now to try to determine who the champion is. Well, don't worry. We have an answer for you coming up, or at least Mark Broussard believes that he has an answer from the inside of the NBA. That coming up also, love it or leave it before the end of the hour, 628 on a Tuesday morning at home. Tyler Ivins, Will West, Eric Kane back in the Budweiser Studios. You're listening to the starting lineup on 99.1, the sports animal. At TSL 99.1, for those of you joining us this morning on Twitter, Tyler Ivins and Will West, 656-9900, 1-866-656-9900. Hey, Will, Mark Broussard is reporting this morning that they are wanting to complete the, NC, excuse me, the NBA season in one way or the other. So even though there's no end in sight for the NBA's current hiatus, there's likely to be a single elimination tournament put in place. Maybe not to the length. Maybe not to the length of seven games or five games. But they're talking about perhaps maybe to the length of maybe even three games and trying to find one city, one location for all teams to play. Uh, the NBA, though, and Adam Silver saying, look, this got started weeks ago with the report with Rudy Gobert going down with COVID-19. Uh, but it seems that no, long, no matter how long it takes, even if it's abbreviated, that the NBA will find a way to at least get their season finished and wrapped up with a champion. Yeah, it, it's 66, 67, or 16, 17 games, depending on the team that you're looking at, how many games are left in the regular season, right? Everybody has played 65 or 66 games, I want to say. That's, that's the number that we're at right now. So. Right. How do you get those 16, 17 games in and then a three-month playoff before you get to football season and then what does next season look like as well? 
That's a big question. It's their biggest reason I've said, look, let's be real, NBA regular season ratings are just terrible. I know when they come back, it'll be really good. I would just say, what are the key games I can play on? What's the number I can get to that I, that, I, that everybody could live with? Five games, seven games, something like that. Maybe you get to 72 games from here. And, you you know, you play six or seven games, depending on who the team is, just to get everybody, let everybody knock the dust off of it a little bit. And then from there, you get into the playoffs. So that that would be something that I think would be interesting. I did see it thrown out yesterday, the idea that the NBA could run a, it would be like the World Cup, where you'd break teams down in their division like a group stage. You would come out of your, couple, two teams would come out of each division and or each group, and then you would play a playoff from there. I don't know how much I'd necessarily love that, but uh, that would be something to get it done. For me, I just I, I would put almost no value on the regular season outside of getting players back to game playing shape and things like that and getting guys used to playing with one another again. Other than that, I, I would not value the regular season. You've already devalued the regular season in the NBA. The public doesn't care. There's not a lot of a consumption for it right. so or a lot of demand for it. So th- for me, I would just say, okay, what gets the players right? Let's get to the postseason, and let's run this postseason out with as many games as possible. Maybe you make that first round back down to five games again like it used to be. Um, but that, that's that's probably how I would do it. But I do think they're probably going to get try to get their entire inventory in there because it's a league that's kind of, I don't want to say hurting financially, but in an era where every league, no matter how, you know, you can have empty houses in Baltimore, Miami, and, you know, in, in 15 other cities in a given night for baseball. Because of the regional sports networks, they're making money hand over fist. The NBA is the only, and, and so they're, and, and you're always making more money. The NBA is going to have to contract their their salary cap next year because of the money they've lost. So it, it's it's a league that could use the money. So I get that they don't want to get give any back. I would just look at it and say, okay, what allows me to put the best product I possibly can on the court? And as long as you consistently keep that mindset, you're going to make the money that you want rather than try to create made-for-TV situations like I think they do a little too often. All right, so I think you asked a great question yesterday uh, during, I guess it was Start Bitch Cut, about April, May, or June, what would be the best time to set it up? When would be the best time to see sports back? So would you imagine that the, I guess the, Best case scenario would be June or July to get this off, and, and not only that, get this thing started it off, but at the same time, what city would be the city that would host this for have 16 teams all in one city making sure that you could get them all, I guess, determining who this champion is at one arena so you don't have to worry about the scares that came with traveling during this pandemic? Because yeah, I, I can't fathom you could actually do this, and I've seen this thrown out with a lot of different sports, right, from – um, you know, for college football to the NFL to soccer to the NBA to Major League Baseball, just put them somewhere and put them in a bubble and not let anybody in and everything will be fine. But what happens if one person running a camera ends up, you know what I mean, being a carrier of but does not contract? How do you do that and how do you keep this many people away from their families during this tough time for that long? The one thing that, that I think that people forget whenever they throw out the idea of doing that is that these are people, right? These are human right, beings. Right. That's a, it's a lot of money. I get it. And you say, well, for that money, you can suck it up and do that for two for two months. Can you for three? Can you for three and a half if you've got a baby? If you, you know what I mean, can, can you do that? I mean, and, and if you know, you know if my parents get sick, I can't go help them. Know if my wife gets this, I can't go help her. Like, that, that's, that's where I, I look at this and just think this is – we probably have. A, I know they're trying to get it in, but it's probably a flawed thought process that you're going to keep them in a bubble and everything's going to be okay. Because I, I mean, 
I it, I just don't know from a human standpoint how this works, and I don't understand how. I just think that that how you're going to keep that many people in one bubble. I don't know how you're going to do that. That's why so, I've said go to the if you're going to do this, go to the play, start the playoffs now, and that whatever your record is is what your record is, and you know were you a half game behind? Too bad, don't care. And then you can put those teams in an arena, and you probably can put them in a bubble, and it's for. 12 days, you know what I mean, or 15 days, and then everybody can go back home and see their families and see their kids and, be- and that kind of thing. Do you believe that any of these sports can afford the black eye of returning too early and then somebody or many of the athletes contracting this virus? Yeah, that is, my, that is my concern as well. There is liability there, yes. Tell me, shoot holes through this and, and just tell me if there's anything wrong with this or where, where it would fall off the table. If you are a sport that has already started, if you are an NHL or an NBA right now, and you are determined to get this season finished, why not just continue the season as it is? Finish the 12, 15 games you have remaining. Go into the playoffs with an understanding by all teams' representatives that there's going to be an abbreviated playoff system, even if that causes the season not to be over until, instead of June, Perhaps maybe August. Now, if you're worried about, well, what does that mean for the offseason, like the draft? What does that mean for training camps, time off? Why not abbreviate the 21-22 season instead of costing teams who are right there on the cusp of clinching or still in a fight for a final playoff spot? Just that, sorry, things happen. You have to deal with the whole COVID-19 situation, and you're kind of out of cards to play at this point in time. Yeah. I feel like, why penalize this year when you can abbreviate next year and then try to get things hopefully organized and back on track by the 22 year? Yeah, but can you get it organized and back on track? Also, next year, you're going to have people going to watch your, your, your stuff, and but they're only going to watch until the NFL's on and college football's on, and then they're done. You know what I mean? So... That that is the always the concern is I don't want to go up against football and just not have an audience, because Six I don't five. care I don't I don't care how much you like um, the idea of watching you know the the Rockets face the Nuggets you know what right. I mean in a in an Eastern Western Conference semifinal matchup or something like that um, you're not going to say well I'm going to not watch Sunday Night Football because the Rockets are taking on the Nuggets it ain't going to happen so a lot of it's that aspect of it I just would go ahead and bite the bullet now you can choose bite the bullet now bite the bullet down the line. For me, I would bite the bullet now because everyone will understand why you're biting the bullet now rather than carry the, the carryover of this thing lasting any longer than it necessarily has to. What will draw better on television? Colorado State, Wyoming, Mountain West, 10 o'clock kickoff football, or Denver-Houston NBA semifinals? Uh, the Denver-Houston NBA semifinals will draw better. But okay. the problem is Sunday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night – you have just that many days that you're you're out of the loop. You know what I mean? And that, and that you're just not going to be relevant. And the last thing you would want is for it not to be relevant. The other thing, too, man, is, is I just think that you we don't know what's going to happen. Now, now, look at everything that's happened this year. If you go ahead and kick the can down the street and say, okay, we'll pay for this somewhere down the line, we right. don't know what down the line looks like. There, there are people who have thought about the, the process that, hey, this thing goes away in the summer, and then it's like the Spanish flu. It's right back when the weather gets cold. Um, if that's the case, then you have two seasons that have been affected by this like this, as opposed to, you know, eat, eat the, you know what, eat the turd on this one and just get it out of the way and move on to next season. 
uh, that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't kill myself to try to get these uh, all of these games in. It's just not just not something I would be that worried about. End of season, regular season NBA games that even NBA players rarely seem to care about. Quickly before we head to the reset, because I know we got to get to love it or leave it. Vegas, Atlantic City, Hawaii, Louisville, and the Bahamas. I just listed five cities there. Uh, best likely scenario if the NBA was to do a one city playoff tournament i uh, probably vegas is the place that i would do i would try to find the smallest market i possibly could in warmest weather i possibly could in the state that has the that has done the best as far as quarantining everyone so i would probably look at somewhere like lexington kentucky and say okay they've done a good job in the state of kentucky limiting the number of coronavirus cases you can use rup arena i would probably try to do something like that if it were me that's Will West, Tyler Ivins. Love it or leave it. Coming up to wrap up hour number one of the program, including your phone calls, 656-9900-1866-656-9900. Inside the starting lineup at 99.1, the sports animal. This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. Tennessee football added its eighth member of the 2021 recruiting class with a commitment from three-star athlete Jalen Wright out of Durham, North Carolina. Wright lines up both in the backfield and at receiver for Southern High and recorded a blistering 6.29 second 55-meter dash back in December in the indoor track meet. The Vols made the top six for three-star defensive lineman Anquin Barnes out of Montgomery and awaits his decision and await the decision of in-state wide receiver Walker Morrell, who was set to announce his commitment today at 1 Eastern this afternoon. Around the NFL, the Texans have started a discussion on a multi-year extension with left tackle Laramie Tunzel. Houston acquired Tunzel in 2019 for a bevy of draft picks from Miami. Tunzel is expected to become the league's highest paid left tackle. It's 645. Get a check of the roads with Pete Michaels Traffic. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. Tyler Ivan's ducking me and love her to leave it right now. We're pretty excited about that. Uh, It's about intimidation. The game is mental before the game becomes physical, and right now I've already won the physical game. That or Tyler's going ahead and turned on. Episode he's, he's pretty two weak-minded, of, so yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's turning on episode two of Tiger King, quite possibly <laughs> wow. watching that right now. Do wow, we know, Gators? <laughs> since <laughs> Ivan said that he's not going to allow any of uh, the Joe Exotic on the uh, Tyler's Tuesday Tunes tomorrow's Will's Wednesday playlist. Do we have Joe Exotic on Spotify? I have not looked to see if Joe Exotic's <laughs> music's on Spotify. I have not looked, nor do I want to. But I guess I'll uh, I'll need. Uh, it's yeah. funny because that's kind of like me watching Tiger King. I don't want to look. But I have to. So that's the way I've kind of been the first couple of, uh, I guess, hour watching Tiger King yesterday. And I just can't believe that this type of this type of stuff, this show, is what is going to get us through pandemic of 2020. <laughs> it is. It's Tiger King. And it's, you know, it's, it's quick note, it's sports related because Shaq's on there. Can I, can I just say this real quick, watching the show? Like, everything else is that 15 or 20 train car pile up, like you already mentioned. But, like... I kind of always wanted to swim with a tiger. And, like, I kind of, like, want to, like, like, is it weird that yesterday watching the show I wanted to be like, you know what, I've always wanted a monkey, but, dude, I could totally own a tiger. 
Okay, and, like, I may I may or may not have looked up what it would have taken to acquire an exotic animal license. Two thousand dollars, Tennessee. Yeah, you know what? To get a, uh, a a baby white tiger, apparently it's about the same price as it cost us to get Riley. So that's yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of animals, I, my dog every morning I think tries to outdo himself of how hard he can throw open the office door. And today, if I was a French judge, I would give him only a seven out of five. Yesterday was a lot more violent and ferocious. Murphy, I'll shut the door. We'll see if you can try again as we get into love it or leave it when you break it all down it comes to one simple question love it or leave it or leave it all right gents the ncaa has decided not to grant an extra year of eligibility to winter sport athletes affected by the coronavirus love it or leave it the ncaa should have granted winter sport athletes an extra year i leave excuse me i love this here's the thing though there's going to be a lot of uh there's going to be a lot of complications that the NCAA programs are going to have to deal with. We'll try to fit it in when it comes to bottom line money. But right now, can you imagine how a lot of these athletes would have felt knowing that their careers athletically, why, the reason why they came to that university ended because of a pandemic? I'm good. I'm, I'm glad on the forefront that they made everything all happy and hunky-dory, but they're going to have to do some things when it comes to financials and the books to make sure that everybody is taken care of next year. And I have a feeling there are going to be some freshmen who are going to be highly disappointed that may or may not have been promised a few things with the, uh, by committing to that set program. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to leave this. I, I don't think that winter sports athletes should have been given an extra year of eligibility. Um, the spring sports, it seems like a no-brainer. Winter sports athletes, at most you had, what, eight games? Maybe some, because of conference tournaments, nine games that they would have played. You played most of the season. The regular season was over for most of these winter sports. I hate that they missed. We missed the Final Four in the NCAA tournament, and they don't get their one shining moment. I hate that we don't get a Frozen Four and all of those things. But it, it, that was all that was left. I mean, it's you, you played the season out. It's over now. It's it's going to be a logistical nightmare to get the spring sports athletes to have an extra year of eligibility. Adding the uh, winter sports athletes just seems like too much. Today is actor Ewan McGregor's 49th birthday. Love it or leave it, McGregor was a better Obi-Wan Kenobi than Alec Guinness. Uh, that is a leave. That is a hard leave. Now, Ewan McGregor is a fantastic athlete, and I thought he did a great job playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. But Alec Guinness is the OG. He is the originator, not the perpetrator. And there is none better than Alec Guinness when it comes to playing uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I-, I couldn't agree more with what Will said. I think Ewan McGregor is a great actor. I said great actor, not a good actor. I said great actor. I just uh, look why why take the classic which is then try to move forward with plus was it episode one the was that the good was that the good Star Wars or the bad Star okay Wars? see right there just, just discredit everything he says because the Phantom Menace was awful it was okay. the worst one terrible okay, well, there you go. Gosh, man, we, I've really got to get caught up on this whole Star Wars talk. You guys <laughs> yes. I'm a millennial, therefore to... I want more screen time, and you saw a whole lot more McGregor Listen, than you did than you did the OGs. So. so you're going McGregor to... over Alec, Alec Yeah, Guinness. and again, remember, I was growing up when 1, 2, and 3 were coming out, okay, so that, that that's why I picked that. Me trying to talk Star Wars is like me trying to wrap Christmas presents uh, around the end of the year. You can tell I'm the one who actually wrapped the present whenever not every single bit of the present's covered with paper. So we'll just yeah, just, just get the bag and put it in the bag and throw some tissue paper on top of it. That's, that's how you wrap presents. God bless whoever created that because that's how I Got get it. by every holiday season and special occasion. ESPN's High Noon with Bomani Jones and Pablo Torre ended its run last week. Love it or leave it, it was a mistake for ESPN to cancel the show. 
those two guys are smart at what they do. Not only are they excellent, uh, uh, Pablo is an excellent writer. I love reading his stuff. But then I think the problem with Bobadi Jones is, is that kind of just hit the shtick that he has. Not only is his delivery kind of dry, but that whole shtick that he learned from uh, the uh, Dan Levitard side of things. I, I think there's too much Dan Levitard kind of like dry, stay away from sports type of thing. I just don't think they needed that for more than three, four hours a day. I hate that it went away, but I understand why ESPN did it. Yeah, no, it did. It, I leave this. This was not a mistake. That show was terrible, and they're both really, really good, and the show wasn't good. But it, it, all, a part of it's too, at this point, we're done with the convergence of sports and culture. At this point, we're, I, I don't need another half hour of just the NBA and one NFL story. Whoever was running that show did not did them a horrible disservice with the topics that they picked. That was a lot of it because otherwise they did a solid job with the show. I also can't help but think that Bomani's a Scottie Pippen. He's not a he's not a Michael Jordan. He's not your one. He's your two. And I think that Pablo Torres at three. Like I think that he's a he's a guy that's fantastic on a panel show. I don't know if he's capable of carrying it by himself, but he's a great writer. All right, two more quick ones. Let's get to them. Roman Reigns confirmed he pulled out of WrestleMania yesterday. Love it or leave it. WWE should have postponed this year's Mania. Yeah, I'll leave this. It's something for people to watch. Why not go ahead with it? You've already lost whatever money that you have. Keep your calendar going because you want to have some sort of, sort of normalcy for the for the American public. Yeah, i leave this as well. Did you see the go-home show last night on Raw? Gosh, come to think of it, wrestlers who actually can do promos participating in WrestleMania. Last night was fire. If you didn't see what The Undertaker said about AJ Styles, if you didn't see what Edge did to set up Randy Orton's match, dude, these guys can still do it on the microphone, and I'm actually, I went from being okay interested to now definitely going to watch WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. All right, last one. Today is also actress Ray Perlman's 72nd birthday. Love it or leave it, Carla was the best character on Cheers. Yeah, I, I, I leave this. I, I'm gonna. Sorry, I jumped in there. I, it's because uh, it's Carla's name's not Norm, and Norm was clearly the best character on Cheers. <laughs> Norm, and Cliff Clavin was gonna be as your number two. Woody is three. Yeah, and so I, I could barely fit Carla in the top five. Very nice character. Cannot put her at the top though. Uh, that's what it is. Exactly what Will said. Is her name Norm? Because if it's not, then no, I, I can't put her up there on that list. She's a great character. I enjoy watching Cheers because of that, uh, but I, I can't do that. I think Cliff, the mailman's pretty solid, too, but none of these people are Norm Peterson, and, and that's pretty much where you are when it comes to Cheers. Love it, believe it. I will say, uh, am I the only person who has a thing for Christy Alley? I thought Rebecca was very, very attractive on that show. Or is that just me for like being an 80s? No, 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 no. She was, she was, she was a good-looking lady, yeah. Christy, uh, Christy Alley Kirstie, stole Kirstie my heart. Alley. What, see, she stole my heart so much I didn't have to pronounce her name right. I, right. I couldn't stand her character, but yeah, she, 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 she her character was probably was, she was terrible. She was probably the second most annoying character on the entire show outside of uh, Diane. Diane, there you go. My yeah. name, Rebecca, name Rebecca or Diane. Who? Rebecca or Diane? Cater. Uh, I would take Diane. Simply, well, it's just a preference. But anyway, <laughs> Will Rebecca or Diane? I'm talking uh, about the character. I would take I'd probably Diane. Take, I'd probably take Diane because you know what you were getting with her. Rebecca, you just had no clue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lots to get into when it comes to hour number two of the program. We're going to hear from Eric Glasgow over at News Talk 98.7. What do we need to know about another day here, the final day of March when it comes to COVID-19 in East Tennessee? Bracket season, start pitch cut. We even have five burning questions. Still so much to get into over the next two hours on 99.1. You're listening to the Sports Animal. Oh,